so I went to Atlanta this weekend because that's all I do every weekend this semester, like apparently. Um, apparently. You should just buy a second place. I really should <laughs> just have, like, a second apartment to go to in Atlanta um, so I can stop staying in Airbnbs. Oh. Because I went to a conference, and the conference hotel was, like, $200 a night, so obviously not oh, doing that. I remember this, though. The Airbnb you chose was pretty inexpensive. Okay, so I did not <laughs> choose this okay. one. Okay. Um, this one was actually chosen by, uh, my friend Kim, okay. who I traveled with. Um, it was something like $66 a night, and so, like, right. I wasn't expecting a whole lot. Right. That's pretty cheap for an Airbnb. Yeah, for one with two beds, two baths, yeah. bath, right? So, yeah, I'm nervous for you already. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, Kim got there Monday, and I got there Wednesday, and she texted me Monday night, like, hey, everything's fine, it's got two beds, two bathrooms, whatever, like, okay. that's all we really need, and I was like, great, cool. Um, but I got there and it's not like a room in somebody's house, like many Airbnbs are. It's like what was, what clearly used to be an office building Mm -hmm. that has been like repurposed into very dubious domiciles. Oh, okay. Um, The kind of thing Airbnb really frowns on. The kind of thing Airbnb (laughs) as a company really frowns on. (laughs) Yeah, trying to get away Um, from that. And so there are like eight units in here. All of which are being rented out as Airbnbs. Like, five of them are people at this conference. Okay. So that's fine. Like a um, dorm. Yep. It, it, exactly like a dorm. <laughs> the bathroom amenities, very nice. Okay. Did you have to share a bathroom no. with the other people? Okay. No, no, no. We, we each had our own, okay. like, in the room. That's nice. No, nothing shared. So not like a dorm. Okay. Um, had full kitchen, everything, like, very small, but still there. Like, nice countertops in the kitchen, in the bathroom, whatever. Like, peeling paint on the ceiling. Okay. Um, some, like, like just because I, I know some little things about, like, construction and stuff. Like, I know they use the wrong kind of paint in their bathroom. Um, <laughs> because it was, didn't stand up to the humidity. Right, because there's just bubbles under it. Yeah. Like, it was not, it was not correct. Um, sometimes, like, the shower, the shower was very hot and had very good pressure, but sometimes it would do this scary thing where it would, like, somehow lose pressure and then go like and I was like ah a leak behind the wall great yeah cool fun um the toilet seat did break off while I was on it okay um so that's one thing but the real kicker is I was standing in the parking lot on the phone and this man in his car just stalls and his car dies oh no and I see him just kind of sitting there. Oh, no. And then he, like, puts it in neutral uh-huh. and tries to guide it into a space. Yep. Does not do that successfully. Okay. Hits another car in the parking lot. Oh, no. And then just sits there on the phone looking around. Oh. And I'm on the phone, but I'm watching this entire thing right. happen. Does he see you? He sees me. Okay. Um, eventually he gets out of the car. Well, he, he moves away from the car, walks into the parking lot, looks into the distance... Looks back at the car, looks at me, looks into the distance, looks back at the car, looks at me, <laughs> and I, I just know that he's going to come over and try to get my help. Uh-huh. So eventually he does, and he says, like, is there, like, a manager or somebody who works here? And I was like, I got here three hours ago, I don't know, I'm yeah. sorry. Um, and he goes away, and a few minutes later I see him look into the distance, look back at the car, look at me. <laughs> he comes back to me passes me, goes into the building, and just starts knocking on people's doors. 
Oh, no. And he looks over back at me and says, do you drive a car with a Florida license plate? And I do. Yeah. But I did not drive there. Right. And so I just said no. <laughs> and I just hear him knocking on a door and a young woman inside who's clearly terrified. Right, because she's at an Airbnb. By herself <laughs> in a strange city. Yeah. Um, is just like, I'm not going to open the door. I will talk to you through the window. <laughs> what women have to do. I know. And so I went back inside and Kim was like, so what's going on out there? And I was like, here's the story. And that's why. That's why you spend more than 30 bucks a night. That's why you spend more than 30 bucks a night to stay at an Airbnb. It was right on Emory's campus. Like, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Like, we weren't in a scary area or anything. It was just. Look, I love Airbnb, but there are certainly perks to it. Facility with the doors inside. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that is correct. <laughs> Welcome to episode 161 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and it is pollen season. And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. Now, is the pollen in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia the same as it is in Tallahassee? Meaning caked on your car yeah. inches at a time? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And did two children sneeze on me in story time today? Oh, great. Yes. <laughs> So, yes, pollen season is alive and well. Uh, you just take your life into your own hands. You really do. I mean, look, the weather's gorgeous. Today, True. not so yeah. much. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of rainy. Although, I want that to wash the pollen off my Yeah, car. oh no, we need it. <laughs> but, like, I went for a walk every day last week. I mean, I've paid the price. Right. I'm taking Zyrtec every yeah. day. But, but Ooh, I think I forgot my Claritin this morning. Oh, that could be that could be your problem. Ooh. So. It's, we're going to survive. It is, look, it's the price you pay for beautiful weather, yeah. I think. Probably. And we've got 70 degrees and other people have, like, snow, so True. it's fine. I will not complain about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not going to complain. Um, so we're joined this week by bookseller Kate. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Kate. Kate's joined us at least once before um, to talk about some shelf subscription things, um, and we'd like to do that again. We realized that this is a service that a lot of our listeners are taking advantage of, yeah. um, but there's... But we probably the, haven't exactly. talked about haven't it on the podcast in in a while. So um, and there is some confusion now and then about what it actually is. Yes. Um, and so we want to kind of explain that, clear yeah. the air. Um, and Kate honestly is the one right now. If you are ordering a shelf subscription, Kate is taking care of your yeah. order. So we Kate's thought Kate would be the perfect packing person. Packing the books, writing the mailing labels, yeah. doing all that kind of stuff. And yeah. So we wanted to bring in Kate to talk about shelf subscriptions, what that is. And why they exist for you. Yeah. So can I tell what they are? Please. Or the premise behind them? So Where did this idea come from? Yeah, so we did at the bookshelf a book a month club. Right. Like when I very not probably very first started, but when I initially took over, I knew some other bookstores were doing that. Right. And I thought we could pick, based on somebody's individual tastes, mm-hmm. a book for them, even if they lived, you know, not in Thomasville. Right. So we had that, and we had probably at the peak of that service, nine people subscribed. And it was great. Like, it was fun. I could handpick based on a questionnaire we had online. Um, but I knew, ultimately, we wanted to grow that service, and that model isn't sustainable. Not in any way. No. <laughs> like, if you want to grow that past ten people, you yeah. need to actually completely change Because what it even is. at nine people, like, on the day we would be mailing uh-huh. them out I'd be walking around the store hand picking which right. is fun like that's the best part of my job by far but it just 
it's just not sustainable. Certainly right. not if we wanted 20 people right. or 30 people. So we ultimately decided in, I want to say in July or August, mm-hmm. I think I was like, let's do a book a month club, but change the model to where each of our staffers picks a newly released hardback, mm-hmm. basically first edition book. Um, but there's still a personalization option. You pick the staffer who's your, who your tastes are most like. Right. So. And it's a surprise every month. It's a new thing. Yeah. We try We don't preview the titles mm-hmm. before they get sent out. We try on Instagram. Ashley tells what people have picked after they've been mailed out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're new books. In January, we launched a kid, young adult option. Mm-hmm. So now we have an option for kids, for middle grade readers, and for um, YA readers. And I think it's been really successful, but it, it is a good time to kind of reevaluate because the descriptions on the website of what each of us read aren't always exact because exactly. we're just picking. Because how could they be? No, and we're just picking our favorite books. Like, right. that's what we're doing, our, picking our favorite release right. of the month. We read new releases, and then we pick our favorite one yeah. um, to send out to everybody, and our tastes are pretty wide and varied. Yeah, so I was going to say, Kate, one thing I remember initially we put on your description on the website was historic fiction, I think, because we knew we had a ton of readers who liked historic fiction, but truthfully, that's not, that's certainly not all Kate reads. Kate reads a lot of books. No, not by any means. Um, But Kate, how would you really describe your your shelf subscriptions that you've sent out so far? They go beyond historic fiction for sure. They do. I've had three historic fiction. And we've been doing this since September. Yeah, so out of like eight books? Yeah. Seven. Seven books. Three were historic fiction, two were nonfiction, one was fantasy, and one was an outlier. Yeah. So I feel like that's pretty close to what I said uh-huh. I read. Yeah. Because you do, I think of all of our staff, Kate reads the most books. Yes. <laughs> like the highest uh, volume uh, by I've far. I've never met a person who reads like Kate does. <laughs> yeah. It's so really super impressive. good to have her on staff. Um, but certainly then reads beyond maybe what initially we put in your description. Right. Um, and then Chris, I don't even know what was in your description originally. Um, my description's still pretty okay, like literary fiction, but not strictly realism. Yeah. Um, which is pretty accurate that to what accurate. I've so far. Good job, us. Um, not so much it devours, but everything else has been like very literary, very, a little bit off shape of water-ish, I yeah. guess. Yeah, oh, that's mm-hmm. a great point. And then mine, I think, I don't know, I think I described my tastes on the website as like, Literary fiction, female protagonist. Dysfunctional family. Yeah, and that's mostly true, but there have been, for me, truly, I just go into this and think, what did I love this month? So, like, this month, no spoilers, because you might not have gotten it yet, but I picked a short story collection Mm -hmm. that has some myth myth and magical realism to it, which is very different for me. Um, And then I picked Heating and Cooling back, that was, like, a super short collection of Mm micro-essays, but it was so good, like, I had to give it, I had to send it to people. Right. then The End We Start From, that was more in line with what I originally picked. Text Me When You Get Home was nonfiction, so I'm kind of all over the place. Yeah. But I feel like if you listen to the podcast, you know what I like. Exactly. Um, so. And you can, I'm sure there are some eagle-eared listeners out there <laughs> who can, like, kind of guess what our picks are going to be. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Surely. Uh, Definitely. Yeah, I would think so. I would hope so. So we do this once a month, and we are trying desperately to get it down to a science. Yeah. This is the trick. Kate's laughing because Book of the Month Club, which is obviously the ideal, right? right. Um, I don't want to call it the Amazon of Book of Month Clubs, right, but no. kind of. But kind of. Um, they're just, you know, they've got a bigger business model right. than we do. We have Kate. 
<laughs> we have Kate who fields the online orders, and then literally the first Tuesday of the month or so, we finally decided on that as the mm-hmm. date. Um, Kate and Ashley and I like form a miniature assembly line, and today went very smoothly. I will say, um, but we are we are robots. Yeah, like we are. You are a human assembly line. Yeah, we are. Yeah, but Which it is works. Great. It works, but it's taken a while. Mm-hmm. I just want to give, like, I don't want to give, it's not behind the scenes. Like, that makes it sound more special than it is. But if you ever wonder if, like, the finished product that you receive in your hands arrived to you drama-free, the answer is no. Right. <laughs> what are some particular challenges and struggles that have come up in the past few months of doing this? I think one of the hardest things is the surprise me option, yes. mm-hmm. which we haven't mentioned Which we yet. haven't mentioned yet. Oh, yeah. And so in lieu of of having this, like, curated thing, we've also allowed for a surprise me, and we give you the option to say, like, what your taste is or the kind of things that you don't want. Right. Um, or so the that, genres you might right. like. And so instead of picking one staffer, you can say, like, well, maybe give me between... Annie and Kate, mm-hmm. um, I like their taste, and I don't care which one I get, because I'm sure it'll be good. Um, but then the surprise me option can get very challenging. Well, because it goes back right. to that original model exactly. of your kind of hand-picking. Right, which, which wasn't supposed to be the idea. Yeah, yeah, which I will say, early on especially, we got a lot of surprise me's that were exactly like you said, right. like between right. Annie and Kate, or between Ashley and Maddie. Right. And that was fine, yeah. because then we could kind of rotate, or we could kind of base it on what we thought, and especially initially, we knew a lot of these customers, right. um, or we at least knew of them, so mm-hmm. it was easy to kind of guess, oh sure, I know what my best friend Rachel reads here. Yeah, or your friend Amberly, like, yeah. we know what she likes, so like, we knew what to pick for her. Um, but as the program has grown, every this is what I learned at the bookshelf. Every time we grow, there are growing pains. Yes. So any definitely. idea, whether it's the podcast or whether it's staffing mm-hmm. or I don't know, anything at the bookshelf that ever undergoes some type of even minor metamorphosis results in growing pains. Right. And that's fine. Right. Um, and so I think the surprising option is one of those things where we just want to make sure yeah. you're getting we your... We want everybody to be satisfied yes. with what they get. The yeah. problem is that some people have given these as gifts. Yes. Um, and that's really dicey because yeah. we don't know the person that you're gifting it well, for. Well, reading, as we have learned by hand-selling in the store yeah. is so personal. Yes. And so what I love, you might not love. Right. Which, if you're an adventurous reader, then that's totally fine, right? Because right? you might say... And, and we encourage that. Yeah, like, I didn't love this one, but that's okay because it was something new, got me reading outside my comfort zone. Right. Which I will say, I think that's who shelf subscription is perfect for. Honestly, yeah. For... for you um, want to expand your taste, expand yes, your bubble. For a brave reader, mm-hmm. I think. Or a reader who's looking to expand their typical tastes. Right. Um, and of course, yeah, people who want to support a small business and who like yeah. listening to our voices every right. week. That's why I think a lot of our subscribers are podcast listeners. I think so too, um, which is why I wanted to do this yeah. this kind of episode so we can talk a little bit more about it. Yeah. Um, and we do these handwritten little notes that go yes. into every book. We were just talking about the hand cramping that ensues. Yes. I mean, because I, I do maybe eight to ten a month yeah. and my hand after that is too much so I cannot imagine what <laughs> I did mine you and Annie have to go through. <laughs> I did mine last night while watching The Bachelor. Uh, I'm sorry. And so, and so that took away the pain a little bit. Um, but I truly, I mean yes it's a lot of cards to write but I really love it yeah. because I feel like we're offering, that's not something Amazon can do. No. Sorry. Like it's just they not. They can't. And so 
it and it feels like and now Kate has it all organized for us. So like we get our cards each month mm-hmm. with like post-it note full of names. And I recognize a lot of the names on my list. Yeah. Like we've been doing this since September. And so I feel like I know these customers. Yeah. Just like we know Suzanne and Vanessa and Dr. Wood, like when they come in the store, we know them by name. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way filling out these cards. Definitely. So that does take away from the hand cramping. <laughs> I it think helps. that like I know them. I feel like I know them. <laughs> Allison, Amy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I know you're out there. Yeah, Cheryl. Like I feel like I got a lot of Cheryl. I got a lot of Stacy's. Stacy okay. with an E Y, very popular. Okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, I was gonna say one thing. Uh, Kate didn't mention, maybe you were getting to this. I think one of the challenges has been figuring out just the logistics of day of assembly. Definitely. We're, we're trying to run a store. <laughs> well, and another thing I think is release date and, yes. and how that works, where we, in the past couple months, have realized, like, okay, it has to come out before X date. And that was Kate's idea, because we realized, okay... We're not Book of the Month Club. Right. Publishers don't send these to us right. we weeks don't, we early. We don't get them weeks early. Sometimes right. we get them two days two before. Days. Um, and so when you have a book that comes out on the 16th and you're trying to mail them on the 6th, yeah. that doesn't work out. Yeah. Um, and so we've had some like late delivery, at, at least twice for me. Yeah. Another challenge I think we've had is changing release dates. Yeah, that, I think That's you especially have twice. had that problem. Um, I really wanted Jennifer Egan's Manhattan Beach to be my November pick, I think, and then it got pushed up to October, mm-hmm. and then I had to like pick something kind of random to fill in the gap. Yeah. Um, I, and that happened to me one other time, because we do pick these sometimes so far in advance. Yes, exactly. Kate, how far... You've picked a lot, too. I've picked mine through June. Yeah. I'm through August, except for April. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I, don't, I don't have May, but I do have April and June. I was about to say, I think I have April, but no May yet. Um, another thing that I wanted to mention is we are trying really hard initially, because we wanted this to be special, right? So we designed cards and mm-hmm. bookmarks to go in each one, but we were giving stickers and then me and Kate and Ashley were sitting around talking one day, and we were like, people probably have enough bookshelf stickers. <laughs> but we, we really wanted... We did something our, else. Yeah, yeah, we wanted to inc- like include something else. Someone mentioned, so when I gave the book, Heating and Cooling, mm-hmm. that book was fairly inexpensive because it was so small. Right. And again, I really want people to feel like they're getting their money's worth because right. they're choosing us over right. a bigger operation. So I did, like, um, I think I did a sleeve of book darts with every book. And so somebody wrote us and was like, that was awesome but we can't stick that level of quote-unquote freebie in every package because that's not free to us right so (laughs) it does come out of our inventory right exactly so i think last month we did um a postcard of the bookstore when it was had snowed i was Mm -hmm. pretty proud of those that was so pretty uh and then kate was it your idea we did pencils yeah, uh, this time. that's so a great spoiler idea, Spoiler alert, you're getting a pencil. You're getting a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> we're, but we were pretty excited about those, too. Um, and then, so that's like an inexpensive freebie. So right. we're trying, we're thinking Something of ways. Something we can do that's a little bonus. Exactly. I think um, at Christmas, we tried candy canes, and then Kate went to the post office. Yeah. Um, <laughs> media mail is how mm-hmm. we send these packages. Well, they could feel the candy canes inside our packages, and so they were like. They mm. interrogated me a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Are you sure this is just a book? This is not just a book. Because Media Mail is strictly book and nothing else. Like, it cannot include anything else. Interesting. So even when we ship 
like t-shirts to people we we don't we have to charge pri- we have to do priority oh. or first class medium I didn't know mail any of that yeah medium so even when we I've sh- only been to the post office once in my entire 3 years working wow. at the post really office. that's yes. amazing and it was in december Kate, Kate, how often do you go <laughs> i go two or three times a week yeah cuz it was you before you it was rebecca before like yeah. all these people yeah. who magali people who did this so while i stayed in the store yeah <laughs> Um, I love going to the post office, but that I think is another growing pain we're discovering mm. is I, I love Thomas Wills post office. I like the men that work there. Mm-hmm. It's generally men. Um, and I love like, I don't know. It feels very small town to me. Like yeah. they know who I am. I know who they are. However, Kate is taking, I mean, how many, I show up with usually three to four boxes of, I guess, 50-ish, 50 to 60 shelf subscriptions, and I bring them up to the counter, and it usually takes 30 to 40 minutes. To process. 30 minutes to process them, depending on who I get. One of them is quicker than the other. Yes. We love them both. We do. We love them all, but there is one man who only uses one finger to To type. type. Oh. That is customs forms or customs forms. Although we do want to give a shout out to our Canadian customers. Thank you guys for for choosing a small bookstore in downtown Thomasville, Georgia, (laughs) uh, for your book buying needs. We really appreciate. We really do. But those customs forms. Yes. (laughs) And the absolute worst part of the post office trip, which really I like the post office trip. It's a highlight of my day sometimes. (laughs) But the worst part is when I show up with these boxes and a line forms behind me. And it grows and grows, and everyone death glares at me. <laughs> so finally, one of the men who works at the post office said to me, you know, you're doing it wrong. You're turning around. You're meeting their eyes. Don't look at them. Don't meet their <laughs> eyes. <laughs> they, those post guys, so the post office guys are the ones who told us we really should be doing USPS.com, which we should be. Yeah. This is one of those things where in small business, it's almost like triage yeah. like in the hospital like you're taking care of immediate needs and so the long-term needs needs kind of go by the wayside right. so it's something we know we need to do but we you haven't done a lot it of yet ER, I can tell. oh yeah <laughs> do you like that medical <laughs> I did, I did. um but that's exactly what i feel like like i feel like i'm stopping the blood <laughs> and then but the long-term care i'm not good at yet mm. so usps.com is something we're investigating so that kate can just drop off at the post office instead of wait in line um and the post office guys are the people who suggested that um and we do we love we love them i mean i took them i made i couldn't leave the store over christmas but my brother like took them candy and they knew who we were they're very kind um but it's just not fair and kate's right like when the line forms behind you is the hard part it the post office people are nice but the but the fellow customers aren't as gracious yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) not always as gracious Mm -hmm. they walk in and their faces just fall because they see like it would be it's hard to hide the evidence like (laughs) those shelf subscriptions there's a lot of them there's a lot and they each need to be individually processed yeah and individually like every week every month i mean i kid you not like i've got them all boxed and ready to go and i'm like kate they're good to go and kate is the one who's like don't we need to run them through our register oh Oh, yeah, we do. Yep. yep. That is a thing. <laughs> so mm. so I feel like I just jump the gun. I'm like, all right, they're packed and ready to go. We did it, you guys. And Correct. then you forget there's like three other steps. Right. So to me, that shelf subscription is so good. And it grew. Like, can you fathom? No. Like, growing Every from... Every time I look at the spreadsheet, I'm like, how? <laughs> yeah. This is incredible. Like, growing, Who growing are you people? from nine, like, nine book a, book a month club members, which is what we were calling it, to about 50 shelf subscribers is astounding. Like, yeah. I can't get over it. So it's pretty incredible. I'm pretty, I'm pretty grateful. Yeah. 
Um, but it is not without its challenges and its tweaks. Yeah. Lots of tweaking lots of, at the bookshop. Lots, lots of tweaks. <laughs> uh, constant tweaks. Just tweaking. Well, well we're, we're not tweaking. Yeah, please stop um, saying That's a different thing. <laughs> um, so, Kate, what is your favorite part of the shelf subscription? What do you think is, like, its brightest spot? I enjoy writing notes to people, and mm-hmm. I would say the other side of the surprise me coin is it really is fun matching up people and saying, oh, well, Nikki is open to anything, but she really likes mm-hmm. historic fiction and fantasy, so picking the best one, mm-hmm. that's fun. It takes a little bit of the the old model yeah. right. back right. into it. But yeah. we're limited. We're choosing right. from, right now, four choices, mm-hmm. so... It's like a multiple choice test. And I will say that is fun. Like when Kate's like, Annie, help me figure out which surprise me. Like she'll kind of have a guesstimate of what should go to who. Mm-hmm. And that is fun. And and it and it is, we've limited it. So it's not quite as overwhelming as right. picking it's from between an entire. Five. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, that's a good answer. That's pretty good. That's pretty fun. And reading. Reading yeah. ahead so far and thinking about. It's changed the way I read when I'm thinking how many of my subscribers who I know now because I write you a card every month <laughs> would enjoy this. Would enjoy this book. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point too. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, Chris, you and I have talked a lot about the burden sometimes of reading, reading ARCs. For an audience. Yeah, yeah. And, and reading ARCs, so you're kind of reading in a vacuum, right? And you're reading months in advance. Right. Mm-hmm. But even so, one there of the, aren't reviews out yet. No, there's nobody to talk to about yeah. this. So one of the books I read recently. I'm not going to name it, but I think it's going to be one of my shelf subscriptions, I think, depending on release date. But, like, I wrote, it was an ARC, so I wrote on the front of it, shelf subscription, question mark, so I could remember while I was reading, is this something that, you know, the people who subscribe to me might like? And so it has helped make the ARC reading not as burdensome. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the one I chose this month, Mm -hmm. it's... Probably not one that I usually would have picked up, but I was struggling for a March choice, and I thought, well, this just came out. I'll read this. And I read it in one sitting, and I thought, this is so different, and it might be one that's hard to hand sell, but I think if I sent it out to my subscribers, they'd really love it. That's great. Oh, and it yeah, that's another thing, is that it's changed... I think it's changed our bestsellers, mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, definitely. Um, and it's also... Definitely. I don't know. Kate, you're right. I hadn't thought about it that way. But, like, it, it's a version of hand-selling that is different from what we do in the store because when we're in the store, we get a lot of information, and we really frequently narrow in on a person's tastes and pick a book for them. Mm-hmm. But this helps, and I guess it goes back to, it helps broaden the horizons of yeah. the reader. And so it helps us hand-sell books we might not normally hand-sell. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. And so what's the future of the shelf subscription? I think, I mean, as we add staffers, our goal is to add, I mean, we miss Maddie dearly, but she has moved on, and so we're going to be filling her spot. So there will be more options available to you, although always keeping it to that five or six range. I think we don't want to have too many options. And I think um, definitely for the logistics side, figuring out shipping, mm-hmm. um, making sure we're charging the right amount. Mm-hmm. I think I've made some errors there. Um, but making sure we're charging enough, making sure shipping could be could perhaps be done in-house instead of waiting at the post office. I think that's a big thing. And then I really think continuing to go grow the program, because Kate and I were talking, people who signed up for a six-month subscription back in September, mm-hmm. they're done now? They were done last month. Yeah, so, you know, then you lose subscribers, so you want to make sure you're retaining right. those. Um, and so we have a deal where if you have subscribed to us and then you re-up your subscription, you get 10% off. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so kind of retaining those folks and then also growing the program beyond the 50 we've got right now. So I love, for example, Vanessa, who actually is one of our very few in town, um, shelf subscribers, but she has gifted a shelf subscription to, I think two or three of her friends. And so I love that other people are discovering the program Mm -hmm. for, from her. So my, I think my goal is that shelf subscribers would become like ambassadors for the bookshelf. So tell your friends, um, if you, if you are a subscriber and you enjoy this service, tell your friends. We are so excited to do it. Yeah. To put books in your hands. And thank you. I mean, we say, like, the surprise me thing, sure, has its complications. But we do enjoy it. But we were talking about, like... It's a little puzzle. And the fact that you have chosen, especially at Christmas, like, the fact that so many people chose to give us gifts, something from our little store, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's pretty pretty amazing. Yeah. So thank you to people who have bought it as a present or who are subscribers themselves. Like, we cannot fully express... I feel like I say that a lot, but I truly mean it. Can't fully express our gratitude um, to choosing us, especially when we know there are other bigger maybe options available right thanks for picking us it means the world it does we're at the bottom of the barrel again Started out strong, but now we're coming up thin. Oh, we have cast our lots with all the devils of sin. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. From the Front Porch is a production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. It's produced by me, Annie Jones, and Chris Jensen, and edited by Chris Jensen. If you're interested in purchasing any of the books we talked about on this week's episode, you can do so at bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop. Thank you so much to Forlorn Strangers for the use of our theme music. It's called Bottom of the Barrel from their album Forlorn Strangers. Learn more at forlornstrangers.com. And if you'd like to support From the Front Porch on Patreon to gain exclusive access to bonus content like the books Annie didn't like this month and other kinds of deleted content, you can check us out on patreon.com slash fromthefrontporch. You can also check out our own website, fromthefrontporchpodcast.com, for web-only content and a full back catalog of our show for free, with detailed show notes and links to further reading. This week in the bookshelf, a funny thing happened. Uh, during story time, we read two books about pets, so of course I ask everyone, like, who has a dog, or who has a cat? And then this little boy is sitting on the very front row, and he, like, taps me on the knee. He has these big, kind of baleful eyes, and he looks at me. My dog is dead. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, mine is too. Oh. <laughs> got dark. I know. This isn't funny anymore. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>